Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yo, get it twisted, this rap is my mother start of game, what you heard, it's what you hearing, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, X go give it to you, what? Welcome to another exciting podcast of On The Clock Radio. My name is George Martinez, joined by my right-hand guy, Raul Lescano. What's up, dude? What's up, my man? What's going on, George, man? I'm ready to get it, man, on this beautiful Thursday. Let's do it, man. Let's let the people know we got on the agenda today. We got the Sean Watson update. What's going on? How is that proceeding? Who's dropped him recently? The NFL draft is coming up here shortly. The major trades, speculation about who's going where. We're going to recap to you what's going on right now. Baylor smacked Gonzaga. We're going to tell you why. We have a full breakdown. Rodgers, second career? Jeopardy? Hosting? Maybe? We're going to break that down for you as well. And then Tom Brady. We can't have a podcast without talking about the Super Bowl Tampa Bay champ, Tom Brady, and what he said recently at Disney World with Darth Vader. Have a seat with us. Turn the music up. You're on the clock, baby. Let's go. Man, oh man, what is going on? How are you been, bro? Listen, man, I can't get enough of DMX, especially after everything that's going on, man. Yeah, man, hopefully uh, everything turns out for the for the good. I hope so, man. To lose another legend is going to be freaking... It's going to hurt, you know what I mean? Because think about some of the songs that... Because we play it every oh, week. Man. I know people don't realize music and sports <laughs> go hand in hand. You know that? Like, it, it goes hand in If Whenever the world is looking crazy, whenever everybody's, you know, this way, that way, left, right, blue, red, whatever, everybody's in the political thing, the two things always bring people together, no matter what race it is, is music and sports. It always brings it together. So it was it was kind of sad, man. I was sad about DMX, man, about how he was, you know, in the hospital and stuff, man. And it brought me to a couple songs. You remember... Remember a couple of them, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh boy! You remember DMX? You remember how hard this was in the '90s? <laughs> Everybody wanted pitbulls. Pitbulls yeah. became popular because of this guy. Robin, I steal. Want to? Cause I have to. Show you what the Mac do. God, what do you? Yeah, for, I blew speakers oh, when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, DMX. Of course. <laughs> Bro, I was I'm born in Miami, but when DMX came out, I don't care who you were, you tried yeah. to do the DMX voice. Hey, baby, what we got going on, baby? Like everybody did the DMX voice. <laughs> everybody tried the DMX voice. That was good, by the way. Oh, that thanks. was really I've, good. I've, I've I've practiced over. I told you I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> Yo, and it, and it's funny. I, I I got a Keisha, so he made the movie Belly. So I love messing with. Hey, yo, Keisha, I need a fucking glass of water. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for me it was it was the bark. 
Oh god! It was yeah. a it was a DMX mark. Oh, the growl too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he could hit you with a party song. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. What couldn't he do? Boom, 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 boom. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go what? There's there's a hundred classics of DMX. Him yeah, and Drag man. On, like it was. Anyway. My little reminisce, you know, I like to reminisce, man. So it's good, man. So how you been? How's the world? How's wifey? How's softball? Is she in the league yet? She signed a contract? All right. So we are one step closer. Oh, so really? I have two two major updates for you. I'm going to be her driver. I'm putting that out there now. I don't care what you say. <laughs> if she makes it to the big leagues, I am her driver. I don't care what nobody says. So my coaching career ended before it started. <laughs> well, that's what you said the last I, podcast. You didn't want to... And I and I and I went through with it, and I right. pulled my name back out of the hat. Okay, and and I'm back on the. I'm permanently still on the sideline. Okay, that's update number one. Update number two is, so my daughter has practice every Thursday. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. So she has practice later later this evening. Right. And you know, and you know, I bet on games and right. I watch sports and I you know bet the over under and all that fun stuff. Right. And. Me and me and like four other dads have now started using our kids' practice to determine a a line on how many outs <laughs> our six and under team is going to achieve on Saturdays. Now, my wait, 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 is you and one other dad or you and the other no, no, dad? Like three of us. There's like three of us. Oh my god. There's like three of Did us. Did you start a gambling ring with six U freaking now, there, softball? There's no money being there's no. Oh, it's money just it's just man before. bets. Man bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. all it is. It's man gotcha, bets. Gotcha, that's gotcha. all it is. Good. Okay. Okay. So we get out there this past Thursday. We had probably the best day of practice we've had all year long. Really? It was coming along. That's so good. so they're looking at me like, George, what, what, what do you think? What do you what do you think the line should be? And I'm like, ah oh, man, I'm going three and a half outs. Now, mind you, up until this point, we have not achieved a single out the entire season. A legal, legitimate out. Now, again, everybody bats around. Everybody goes from first to second, you know, second and third, third home. You bet around, you switch. So there's no really, there's no out. Right. But, you know, people on the sidelines, yeah, that's an out. We've never achieved a real out. So they're like, man, George, three and a half. That's, that's a little aggressive. Can we just, can we start like one? No, I'm feeling you. You got to set the bar high to achieve a bar. You know what I mean? Right. No, no bars achieved at one. Three and a half, it's like, all right, we got we got some things here. Dads are like, all right, we'll sleep on it. We'll let you know Saturday when you get to the field. So we get to the field, and, you know, me and the dads are, are on the fence watching warm-up. And, of course, at this point, Julie's already been there for like 30 minutes. You guys are watching warm-up. You guys are other scouting. Her and I showed up early. (laughs) Yeah. Well, her and I showed up early to make sure she, I'm like, listen, eh, this three and a half line, you got to do your part. I got to get these line numbers out to the other dads. (laughs) You you can't be the one. Oh, my God. So, so anyway, so we're at the warming up and, you know, we're observing the other team. Well, the other team is like down three players. They only had three kids. Look how two excited them, you are about this lineup. <laughs> well, listen to this. Two of them are really, really good. Yeah. They're like seven-year-olds. It's like seven-year-old. They're like four feet 11. So Have you ever met a seven-year-old that's four foot 11? <laughs> that's a really tall seven-year-old. I, you know what I did? Older lighters. When we had older yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We had older so, lighters, yeah. And then there's one that looked like she was new to the game. Like that was her first day 
swinging. Really? So I, I look at the dads and I go, ah, guys, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Three of them, two, two are really good. It's going to be tough for us. Yo, to why do what? I imagine you and the other dads with like a little notebook and a pencil and freaking <laughs> call these numbers and rip it out, give it to a kid to run it into the bookie? Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm a hold firm right. at my three and a half line. I believe in the kids. <laughs> All right. So, you know, the bases get loaded because oh, that's, that's what happens in this league, right? The bases get loaded up. What adults do when I, they get bored. This is what, <laughs> this is great. No, absolutely. And I hear the coach that's on the field walks up to the pitcher's mound mm -hmm. to tell the girl that's at the pitcher's mound something in her ear. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, she's probably telling her, hey, if the ball comes to you, get it, throw it to first. Hopefully. Get yeah. it, throw it to first. Right. So girl hits the ball right to the pitcher's mound. This girl gets it and runs and dives at home plate. For what? To get the force. Okay. All right. I mean now th there is no force. It's six and under. Oh. Everybody everybody bats around. Everybody goes home. It's it's the thing. Yeah, but you still want to no learn outs. the game though. I mean, I would think, they, right? So this coach is that she's a girl, she's a coach ever that in essence replaced me from ever starting my career in softball. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's very energetic. She's younger. She plays softball. You can tell she plays softball. Right. Um, very energetic, and she lost it. You you have seen me lose it on the sideline for years. Oh God! And, yeah. and I and I've simmered down yeah. throughout the years. Imagine like 2011 version of me on the sideline coaching little league. Yeah, and we just scored against the Jacks. Right. The level of excitement that happens, <laughs> right? Where I'm jumping up and down, I'm fist bumping. Right. Like we we just scored in the Super Bowl is what it feels like, right? Yeah. For this girl, she goes, she starts running around the infield like the greatest thing in the world occurred. Mm. The dads look at me. I look at the dads. They're like, I guess that's an out. Like, do we count that? Because we're only going to first base as, as, as our line. I said, it's an out. We're taking it. Yeah. Like for, for, for our bookie per perspective. So long story short, we get down to the very last hitter. We have now recorded three outs. We are at the under of the line that I said at three and a half. We have three outs because we have three right. or four outs at home. Right. Base. I get it. Yeah. So last girl, all right, last batter, last batter. And I'm like, oh boy, we need one more out here, guys. What are we gonna do? And it's a good girl. It, it's one of the it's one of the good she hits the ball hard. Yeah. Oh man. I'm a little worried. I'm like, this is probably not gonna hit. Ball gets hit. Julia's playing second. So right. she's playing the in between first and second, scooted up quite a bit because again it's it's a it's a it's a big field so they they scoot them all up right and Julia fields it no she throws it. it she clean clean it was oh. a roller right to her hard because she had to she had like she had to put her glove down to stop it yeah she so she put her knee down she put her glove down she stopped it she picked it up throws it to first and it one bounced to the girl and the girl got it and set on the on the bag shit me. And you would have thought that was the out to win the Little League World Series. <laughs> and the Bay Ruth League, because the entire side of our our parents' side yeah. was like going, like, yeah, clapping, clapping. The dads are looking at me like, we hit the over. We yeah, hit, hit the, the over. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. guys, there's there's the other team is all over there. They're yeah. like, what what is, this team is crazy. Right, right. So that was that was uh Saturday. Well, that's beautiful, but man. I was, Congratulations. I was proud of my baby girl got a, got of course, legit out. Yeah. To end the game.
Give it to her, man. That's what's up, man. That's what practice comes into. That's what she did. She did her job, man. Yeah, that's, that's what's cool. up, man. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about, man. That was beautiful. It was, fun. It was a blast. Sorry, yeah. I went a little long. And then no, 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 no. We, we got to know this shit. We got to know this stuff. Long expected because there's some dad good, right now who's a, who's you know what I'm saying doing the same thing. Or you know, there's probably some dads like you know what I never even thought about that. I should do the over and under. This will be more exciting. <laughs> it makes it fun. You know what I mean? There's a probably a mom practice. that's like you know what. I'm going to find out about over and under. I'm going to start betting the other moms. <laughs> There's a sale coming up in the month. They're going to win me some dollars. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, we're going to start getting emails saying, yeah. all right, listen, here's a video. What do you think the over and under should be? We need your help. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh That'd be boy. beautiful, man. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But it was fun. How, how are things? And then, and then my daughter had her birthday party this weekend. That's right. You took, yeah. Right before, right before Easter. So it was it was a good time. <sighs> She's beautiful, man. You know, family family came over, and you know, she she she's all about it at this age. She yeah. loves rainbows and unicorns, and that's where she's at in, in her point in her life. So she got bombarded with a bunch of yeah rainbow and unicorn stuff. That's what's up. That's up, but that's what it, that's what the age calls for. That's How was your Easter? Oh, it was good, man. I, I had a great time, man. I went to the food and wine yeah, festival. You had, a, you had a real good time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anybody that's never, if you have never been, if you're in the Tampa Bay area and you've never been to the food and wine festival. You need to go to the Food and Wine Festival. Couple reasons. One, I, I, you know, I paid the money to get in. I did all that stuff. That's cool. I did not think those drinks were gonna like. For instance, <laughs> for, for, I know people are like, well, it's food and wine, but it like it wasn't just wine, man. You get you have to Dad buy liquor. Oh God, did they? What? Did they? oh my God, George, you have to pay for this. Like f- you, you get five samplers or eight samplers or 12, 15, like right? punch card? And they, exactly. They punch it out and they say, okay, and then you can move on. So essentially it, you pay the money up front and you, you can sample for however long you want to sample. And then yeah. I bought the all day dining thing thinking, okay, maybe the food won't be enough. Let me buy this just in case. Bro, that food was more than enough. We went to this one spot with shrimp and grits and they gave us a cup of margarita and this other rum drink that was so mm. strong. I don't drink. You know I don't drink. Yeah. No. So this thing this thing hit me in the back of my head with like a baseball bat. Oh, so you're feeling real good. What? By the third one? We put it like this. We went to a place called the Hurricane. And okay. They, they gave us this drink. I, when I drank that thing at halfway, I was buzzed. I, I told I told we're going to have to call the Uber. <laughs> we're going to have to get our 19-year-old to come pick us up like we're the, like we're the irresponsible ones. <laughs> <laughs> drive over here and pick us up, please, and drive us home. We're freaking toasted. But it was we. Had, I had lobster and mac and cheese. You ever had lobster and mac and cheese? I have not. Those two combinations, no. Doesn't seem like it should go together. It was freaking delicious. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then you know she likes to make fun of me. You ever been like you ever had a, a bengays? You know what bengays? Is? Bengays. Yeah, I know what bengays are. Yeah, well, yeah. I call them baguettes. I love calling baguettes. <laughs> I don't know why, but it looks like baguettes to me. Okay, that's the stupidity part. That's the Florida education, if you want to call it. But that I call, I call them baguettes. But they're you know baguettes or whatever. They were freaking delicious. Powdered donut thing. Oh my god, it was so it was a good Michelle, time. Michelle had, loves those. Yeah, I had a good time. What I didn't have, what I what I didn't like was watching freaking Baylor and Zaga. That battle <laughs> did not have a good time watching that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so talk about losing over under and, and betting on that. So yeah. Gonzaga was a, a was a five point favorite. Yeah, and Gonzaga has the highest scoring offense in college basketball. Right. Baylor's basketball team looks like they're ten guys that play on a college football roster. Oh my god! 
Because those guys were all jacked. I wouldn't be surprised if they're part of the football team. That'd be freaking hilarious to find out. It's like they work out with the football team, and they're on that training program. Because, I mean, they're power fours. They're centers. Even their swing guys were just so much bigger. And it's almost like they were playing bully ball. It was too much, man. Yeah, you're right. The the whole night. You know, Baylor got off to a great start. I mean, they started off shooting 70% from three. Mm. Early on, just came out lights out. Gonzaga... Had been starting a little slower the last couple games, and when right. you play a, a team like this, it came out this hot. It it was over disappointingly. It was over quickly because Baylor jumped out to a, a twenty ish yeah. point lead, and right. Baylor never trailed. You know what it looked like to me too, man. While the game was going on in that first quarter, was like it, it just looked like Zaga. It looked like they got punched in the mouth and they just didn't know how to recover from yes, it, man. Yes, yes. You know Absolutely. what I mean? They, they looked they, stoned. They, right. they looked stoned. They were backpedaling the entire time. They they could not find a way right. they didn't to battle get back, back to it. Yeah. They couldn't. They yeah, couldn't. one basket at a time type thing. It was just, they. you're right, they 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 just looked shell-shocked. Like, what the freak happened? You know what I mean? And then, I don't know, man. It just, it, they look shocked. Because you've seen, as coaches, when you coach football, you coach, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying, a team that you don't expect to come out. Like you you just mentioned earlier, like when you scored on the Jags and, you know, people don't expect to get scored, you know, score on the Jags or whatever, right? So that 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 shell shock, if you score enough times, it becomes shell shock. Before I played the Jag, before I became a Jag, freaking scored four times, you know, won three games in, in the same year. And then that, that, Reverse now they're like oh shoot now we you know I got punched right. in the mouth they didn't know how to deal with it that's what Zaga looked like Zaga looked like they didn't know what to deal with they just like wait a minute you know I saw a lot of hands up in the air with the referee like the calls that they were hoping to get they weren't gonna get like it was just I don't know they just didn't look ready to play ball you know what I mean they just didn't come with the with the magic that night yeah and it's one of the things you know when you get punched in the mouth what are you gonna do about it. Famous How are Mike you Tyson going to respond. Mike Tyson said it famously. Mike Tyson was quoted saying, "Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth." <laughs> what happens then? Yeah. What happens then, man? And, and as soon as that happened, Baylor's size just took over. Yeah. Baylor just looked like they were faster. They looked like they were more energized. Yeah. And it, it always seemed like Gonzaga just never could, could get enough buckets going in a right, row to, to right. spark any type of momentum. Turnovers. It was just. It was just a weird night for Zaga, man. It was a weird night for and what's them. crazy is they were supposed to play early in the year. Oh, really? Against each other. But because of COVID, mm. they didn't end up playing each other. Yeah, so they never so they were they were they had a regular season game scheduled. So you wonder yeah. how that game in the regular season might have affected them playing in the national championship. Because because again, it, it's you know this from coaching sports as long as I have, it's tough to be somebody once. It's even harder twice, to beat yeah. the same person twice. So you wonder, you know, whoever would have won that regular season game would have had maybe an upper hand or that loser yeah. may have said, okay, we, we know we got to do against him specifically. We play him again. Right. So they never got a chance to play, but shout out to Baylor there. National champs still 2022. Yeah, man. And they did a good job. And it was, it was kind of surprising. The other thing, stay in the line of, of basketball. All right. Well, the other thing was kind of shocking was Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> now, me and you had a great weekend. This guy had a freaking awesome weekend. This guy had a weekend. Jesus, an epic weekend for this gentleman. I mean, what a freaking... <laughs> if you guys don't know, all right, around the world, which you probably already know, ESPN 
uh, released Paul Pierce uh, from, you know, the, the shows that he does with NBA and, and things like that. They released him because Paul Pierce went live on IG and he was at a poker game, some house, whatever. Well, he wasn't alone, of course. He's playing poker with about, I think it was like 10 friends, maybe. There was yeah. more other people walking on the background, you could see. And along there was about 15 to 20 strippers. It was about 15, 20. And not to mention, it looked like in the in the video. Now, I, don't, I know he likes to smoke hookahs. I've seen that before. That thing didn't look like a hookah. Like he was, yeah, that was a blunt. He, yeah, <laughs> like he lit up. So, you know what I'm saying? He, he, for 16 minutes on that live video, 16 minutes is a lifetime. That is when a you're, lifetime. When you're, when you're a celebrity, it's a lifetime. Within those 16 minutes, ESPN already drafted up the release letter. <laughs> and was like, send this memo around the world, send this all over, let's make sure we get this done, and then send this over to Paul Pierce's people. Because he, he was done by morning. By morning, he was done. So here's my question. Should they have released him? Yes. Okay. For multiple reasons. So A, he's not very good at his job to begin with. <laughs> his analysis breakdown and It his, is horrible. It is pretty bad. His, his input to the shows that he's on is not very good. They don't serve no purpose. Fan. I'd rather listen to the Nick guy. I can't remember yes. his name. I'd rather listen to Nick who loves LeBron hard than hear about <laughs> Paul Pierce. You know what I'm saying? How much he hates LeBron James well, and everybody else. And the thing is, people around the league don't even like Paul Pierce. Yeah, not a really nice guy. He doesn't have a really so, good rep. No, he doesn't have a good rep. Like yeah. when he was having his little farewell tour, when he was <laughs> playing with the Clippers on on the on the bench. Yeah. So he he had a, a, in a in a conversation with a player that's I think it was Draymond Green uh, during a game that Draymond Green was playing against the Clippers, and, and Draymond's telling him, and, and he's mic'd up for this. Oh he goes, yeah. dude, ain't no one here to see you. <laughs> no one cares about your farewell tour. You're on the bench. You're right. Calling a bum. You're right. I remember that he was at the foul line and he was telling him, "Nobody's here to watch your farewell, your farewell tour. <laughs> Nobody came here to see you." Like, <laughs> damn. playing two minutes a game. Draymond is freaking. He's savage. But I mean, but, I, his, but his commentary isn't very good. It's not right. And then think about it. Think about this as in the human being life at our level. Yeah. If you and I have a video. Mm-hmm. Of the same exact thing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put you first because you work for the government. Yeah. Right? If you put it like that, you won't even get to work in the morning. You won't even be at work in the morning. So, and, and that's us as civilians, yeah, non-celebrity no. people. No shit. You're right. Yeah, you know, it's just... What I... What I, I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you... you it's uh, like put it like this. He, I was I expected him to be fired. I expected him. When I saw the IG on my phone pop up, <laughs> hey, listen, man. If you look at the 16 minutes, you see my personal freaking. You see me go oh, yeah. by with a, with, with the emoji like, <laughs> like what are you doing right now? <laughs> you know, I didn't even comment nothing else. But um, yeah, once I saw it and I saw what was going on the neck massage and he showed a good bit and a half of some girl twerking in the background, uh-huh. I was like, Paul, geez. I don't even know this guy personally, but I was like, yeah, you're fired. Whatever you had going on, it's gone. It's over. It's, it's over. And we all have, we all have that friend mm-hmm. in our group of, uh, in our circle of friends. Right. That is the, 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 
I don't want to say educated, but the smart one of okay, let me take phones. Right. Let me let me do this. Let me let me, let me protect the group. Right, right, right. right. It's like the yeah. big brother. It's like the big brother. Well, the it, guy that has some said. sense, he still wants to have fun, but yeah. let's be, let's not get caught. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not be on social media with. <laughs> that friend was not invited. He well, if he was invited, because I'm sure he was, yeah, COVID. not attending. They yeah, decided to have the party without him. He, he couldn't go because he had his, his coworker. <laughs> Tested positive for COVID. He, he was, was contract. Yeah, he was quarantined for contract. <laughs> so wait, wait a minute, real quick. Which one out of our group is the is that friend? Who's the uh, one that just says, "Yo, don't do that." So, depending on the situation, it's not Brian. So let's just no, stop. No, let's no, put no, it there. No, it's not no, Brian. No, he yeah. is never. He's not that guy. Mm-mm. He's probably the front leader of yeah. of. Hey guys, the video. Look over here. <laughs> look, look what I got going. Look what's going on over I, here. <laughs> I'd probably say, depending on the situation and who's involved, you or I, yeah. I think we both play that role depending. So yeah. like if you were involved in a situation, I'd be the one. Right, right, right. And vice versa. You're right. I'll give you um, that. So. Brian's so, not going to so help think, us. Brian's going to no. egg us on. Yes. Because he wants to laugh his ass off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. That's good. Well, I, Paul, you know, and again, Paul Pierce doesn't need ESPN, to be honest. He can do like the show that we like to watch. You know what I'm saying? The, the podcast that we like to watch. Oh, so he yeah. can do the same. He can get up on on YouTube and make his own NBA. Channel. Let's be honest. If 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 Paul Pierce really wanted to, he can make his own NBA channel podcast, whatever he wants on YouTube. Smoke blunts and have girls twerk for two hours while the show <laughs> was going on, and he'd make a freaking billion dollars because nobody gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Only the image like paid what. What does ESPN think about also with these athletes? I know we're supposed to, they're supposed to be professional, but they have millions of dollars. Like what he did is a, probably a typical Wednesday in his <laughs> world. Absolutely, right. you know what I mean. Like what he did was probably like, wait a minute, this is wrong. I did this just on. I did this before Easter. It, 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 was, it was last week. <laughs> wait, we were we were we switch houses every week. You know, or, or you know what? In, in Paul Pierce's world, that's probably what he gave up for Lent. <laughs> and now that Lynn's always like, dude, it's been like a month. <laughs> That's not what it was. Yeah, you're right, man. It, it, he forgot. He forgot protocol. He forgot that shit. I, I should have disabled the phone. Is it bad? Is it, it bad? Is it bad that there was half naked women dancing and doing their stuff? There's guys doing poker. There's music blasting. And the only thought was in my mind was like, why aren't these people wearing a mask? <laughs> like. <laughs> I've become so fucking decent. Like, it's, it's become one of those situations now. Because when somebody doesn't wear a mask, now I'm looking like, ew. God, you're gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, Pasco County, baby. We're leading the charge. Yeah. We just uh, lifted the mask mandate. Really? So we're we're pioneers, baby. Yeah, but Florida, I don't think anybody in Florida was... Nobody gave a shit about Florida. <laughs> Ever since the thing freaking started, nobody gave a shit. Nobody made it mandate. Okay. But good luck to Paul Pierce. Good luck to what he's doing. It, it's hopefully, you know, he doesn't get too much trouble. The other guy that's in trouble that we were just talking about, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, if anybody doesn't know by now, which I'm sure the whole world knows by now, um, there's allegations of, of going against Deshaun Watson. And you had Nike who suspended... Anything with him, along with uh, Beats by Dre, the headphone company, uh, make great headphones, by the way. Um, they've suspended as well, so there is just more to come. My, my problem with this is um, is not that I think Deshaun Watson shouldn't be penalized. You know, if he if he did it, you know what I mean. If he did it, and he's in, usually with her smoke, there's fire. You get one, two, three, and we've talked about this too. No offense to any of the women, but usually you press charges. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't sue people. You know what I'm saying for this stuff. Whatever. It's who am I to to talk about? It's it's not my shoes, but whatever. The thing I don't like about this, the thing that stinks about this, is right when it's coming around during trade time, right? Now, all of a sudden, all these allegations come out from, what, a year ago, two years ago, or something like that? All this stuff comes out. He's flying people to, which, I don't know. This is a, I'm going to say this, George, and I'm not trying to get cancel culture to get, to get us, but we said this on the last podcast. There's no way I go on IG. I'm a famous quarterback. I make millions of dollars. There's no way I reach single. out. Single. by and also single. Um, he is known to, to love traveling. He loves to travel. Sean Watson is always traveling. There's no way, as the woman in this part, there's no way that I don't know, I don't think something's going to happen. You don't get invited from Deshaun Watson from one part of the United States to the other, flown in for a massage. There's no, at some point, you got to kind of be like, "Mm, that sounds fishy. You know what I mean? The other part I don't like about this, Seattle Seahawks' Chad Wheeler, right, uh, just last month uh, was charged with uh, domestic violence and battery, pleaded not guilty. He was released by the Seahawks, okay? What I don't like is that was like a blip on ESP. Like, it was like a quick little, oh, by the way, before we end the show, Chad Wheeler beat his girlfriend. Okay, everybody, good night. And they left it alone. They They didn't ride this guy. You know what I'm saying? Through the ringer. You know what I mean? When Ray, when that thing happened with Ray Rice in the elevator, there was nowhere Ray Rice could go, right? Because I, I, I know the shock of the video got everybody. But after watching the video of this lady's face, the damage that happened to her, you know what I'm saying? He did it, and he, he, he they put him on, he, he got bailed out. He's at on house arrest. He got bailed, and the bail, the bail money was $400,000. So that's like four grand for collateral that he has to put down. Bro, they, they didn't ring him through the ringer like they did Deshaun Watson, like, like they're currently doing with Deshaun. And we all know why this is happening. It's so he so he doesn't leave Houston. You know what I mean? We talked about it. Carolina was supposed to supposedly give up everything, including the logo on their helmets, to try to get Deshaun Watson over there. You know what I'm saying? They were supposed to try to get him there. This guy's not gonna come. Instead, they 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 decide to go with Sam Darnold, which that we're gonna talk about that in a second. I don't like how that's happening. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have nothing, no leg to stand on. But it just it it's not it doesn't sit right. Kaepernick gave gave up everything in his life for what what I'm about to talk about. Is this a race thing? Because it damn sure smells like it. Deshaun Watson being ran through the ringer and again. I don't remember Big Ben had allegations. Do you remember Big Ben losing deals? Do you remember, you remember Big Ben losing? I I don't know. I don't even know. First of all, I don't even know what he endorses. <laughs> like, like Puma. Yeah. Back then, Puma wasn't, you know, legit. Whatever. Is he really? Puma? I thought it was like isotoners, <laughs> like what Marino used to freaking do. Because <laughs> he's in freaking Pittsburgh. But no, but honestly, like... All you see on the news is how Deshaun Watson is, the character of Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's mindset, the what, how this is going to affect Deshaun Watson, why Deshaun Watson did these things. And it's all allegations. And again, I'm not saying he didn't do it. But it's hard to sit there and go, yeah, well, you know, young quarterback like him, you know, this is what happens. And you're like, 
Why are we? I'm watching every other ESPN show, and it looks like everybody plans it, by the way. Because if you sit down and watch ESPN for a day, everybody talks about the same subjects. Right? So somebody right now listening to our podcast, they're going to get off here. At some point in the day, if they're a true <laughs> sports fan, they're going to get on ESPN like, oh, yeah, these guys just talked about that too. You see what I'm saying? But everybody's running him through the ringer. Now, I'm not saying to ignore what's going on. And I'm not saying, oh, we should just keep it secret. I'm not saying that either. But it's like, man, we did not do this with Chad Wheeler. So while I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. completely, I do disagree partially. Okay. I think that the Zach – so here's a question. What position does he play? He's a lineman. What, where on the line does he play? Not very well because Russell Wilson wants to leave. <laughs> So instead of this so guy he, beating his girlfriend, he should have been beating up on defensive ends and D tackles. Which, which I agree. Yeah. But the, the point that I was getting to is, is that's the reason why I don't think he gets any attention because of it's because position. it's an offensive lineman. No one cares. Yeah. Now, I I still do think there is a partial race aspect to it. Yeah. Right. It's easier to condone a black male. Mm-hmm. More so when he's a quarterback, right? That is extremely popular and does yeah. extremely well at what he does in a role that's usually not done well by black quarterbacks in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's a lineman. It's a lineman. It's an offensive lineman that, till the allegate, t- t- till the arrest and the charge, no one even knew he played football. No that's one even crazy. knew who the guy was. I get now, that, but now still, if you tell man. me if you if you tell me Zach Martin, all pro center from the Cowboys, had a situation, I think it gets more publicity. But here's 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 what I ask you: If you're serving on ESPN as an individual consumer, you see two links on the right hand side. One says to Shaw Watson lawsuit. The other one says. Zach, whatever the guy's name is. Chad Wheeler, yeah. Domestic violence. Which one are you going to click on? I know you're not going to believe me, man. Well, you know what? I don't know. I probably would click on the show. <laughs> you're going to click I mean, on the Sean Watson gonna, first. You are, man, but I'm still going to go you find out get, what this guy did. You you may get to that second link, but you're for sure guaranteed to click on the Deshaun Watson link. But what, I, and, what I'm in, saying in is... World, in the world, and this kind of gets to that Brandon Marshall... Uh, Ocho Cinco debate, yeah. Andre Johnson conversation they were having, you know, uh, on their show, which which I love, yeah. Is money rules, in my opinion, the world, right? Nobody else does. Money does. So in, in an environment where people are going to turn on ESPN and there's going to be more ratings on television because we're talking about Deshaun Watson. Yes, every net, every single show that runs from 7 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the afternoon is going to make sure they mention it once. Right. Why? Because people will listen because it's, oh, Deshaun wants to make, let me tune in the latest update. The linemen are like, who is that again? And they go back to their, and go back to doing whatever they're doing before because they don't know who that is. But, but what I'm saying is their job is to report what's going on. And it got reported. It, it did. But that's what I'm saying. It got blipped. Mentioned, agreed. Oh, that's so sad. That's it. One makes more money than the other. You're as right, man. Advertisement, just, 
in, in ratings. If this, but but if this Big Ben didn't go through this, Big Ben did not go through anything like this. It did not happen, and it was in the and he was with social media. There was social media back then. He so, did not go through something like this. But I, I will also tell you that I don't think Kobe went through the same thing either. Who? Kobe. Kobe. When Kobe had his allegations back yes, in the day, he, he didn't did. go. Kobe got. He what? Kobe was he, freaking ran through the ringer. Kobe. Yes, they did. They ran that dude through the ringer. Bro, there was shirts made about what happened with him, man. They, Kobe went through it hard, man. Jordan, when they when the, the gambling thing came out. Yeah. He ran. They. Jordan has a gambling problem, and you know anything to anything to bring them. To, I just don't like how if we're gonna report it, right? Report it, make it make it fair. That's what I don't like. Talk about this so stuff. So you would watch ESPN about the offensive lineman beating his wife for an hour and a half each day. Yeah, yeah, because it's not gonna be an hour and a half marathon like it is. But they, they, it literally got mentioned on two shows, and then it was on ESPN's. You know what I'm saying? Website. Yeah, ticker. It was on the, it was and on that the ticker at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was it. it. Yeah, it came right across, and that was it. They were more fascinated about talking about horses and shit than than what happened with this with this guy. And again, that's the part I don't like. Like what's happened to Justin Fields in the draft, right? That's that's another thing. I know you're gonna tell what's me happening, what, what's happening to Justin Fields in the draft, besides the truth. You're telling me, you're telling me, I know, and it, I know. The listeners have to listen to this, but so you guys understand on the clock fans, this is what's going on. Justin Fields was projected at number one or two, or number two, really, because everybody knows Trevor Lawrence was going one. He was at two, maybe the third quarterback in the draft to go in the first round. He has now dropped down to number eight. He's going to have a second pro day coming up for the 49ers because the 49ers couldn't attend it. So they're going to do a second pro day for him. My, my, <laughs> my longtime friend, George, does not believe that Justin Fields is that good of a quarterback. Now, th- this is a this this thing is hard to predict, right? Because there's so many subjects that come up with it. Like we discussed about the North Dakota State guy. North Dakota State guy will go higher in the draft than Justin Fields projected. It might not happen. This shit might not happen. You know, Jets might go get whoever. You know what I mean? Jets might still take him. We don't know. It's projected, but it's being projected. And usually sometimes when, when there's a projection where somebody falls, they usually fall. The last time I saw this happen was, uh, um, you're going to laugh at this, Brady Quinn. You remember that guy? I do. From Notre Dame? That's the guy mm-hmm. that fell all the way down to like 22nd or some shit. We ended up taking him. Oh, and, and oh no, Cleveland. So, <laughs> Cleveland took a penny, still stinked. Yeah, he was horrible. <laughs> but the, so the thing about it is, though, Justin Fields has way more potential, way more better arm. He can, man, he could throw. I saw that pro day from start to finish. He was doing right, so. There's no so, way you can tell me that kid can't play at the next level. First thing, I hate, I hate pro days. Why? All pro days are mm-hmm. is a organized practice to showcase what you are good at. Yes. So, okay. And, and you, and, and, and what I'm about to correlate this to, so you're like, oh, okay, okay. Should kid, should kids get offers for playing seven on seven football? <laughs> you already know what I'm gonna say. You <laughs> already know what I'm gonna say. Answer I'm gonna say question. it. I'm gonna say it. No, because okay. no college so, coach says, "Let me talk to your seven on seven coach," because those guys so, don't matter. Okay, right. So why should 
the draft stock of a player matter based on his pro day. But this All is, it is the pro it is day shorts and right, t-shirt right. Day, organized yeah. practice with throws to your receivers that you throw to all the time. Justin Fields, not based off his pro day, should go high in the draft. Based off no, the two Justin years, Fields, because of his track record, is the reason why I think he should not track go record. High in the draft. What do you mean track record? So Justin Fields. So the the NFL, most of the teams run a pro style offense. Yes. Justin Fields, in my opinion, is a poor man's version of Lamar Jackson without Lamar Jackson's speed. Wow, that's tough. I don't think well, he's not as fast as Lamar. No, that's, but he runs. He sure. runs a what? He runs a he four, a four, 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 three. He's a four, four, three. I think Lamar was in the four, three, nines. When, We're when he milliseconds. We're talking. Yeah, but you know that matters. You know that matters. And Lamar Jackson weighs one twenty five. Like freaking. Uh, this kid's freaking built like a brick. Even though he's six foot, he's freaking two something. Yeah. Then the second thing is the offense that Justin Fields ran at Ohio State. And again, it works for Ohio State. Yeah. It is what Ohio State does. It's the same offense that JT Barrett ran when he was there. Jesus. And he was. He was he was great coming out of college. He was a great college football player. Yeah. Terrible in the NFL. Well, if you mentioned it before, you your Ohio State football players quarterbacks don't, quarterbacks don't, don't work out. Yeah, don't work out in the NFL because of what they so, run. This is why Alabama quarterbacks get taken so high, and this is why they never work out either. But they don't because when yeah. you have three top five picks at receiver. I can go out there and throw my left arm and so, be a so top 10 quarterback. Here's my question, though. So, <laughs> North Dakota State clearly has a quarterback guru because that guy's projected to go higher in the draft. So, the coaching out there, which, again, it doesn't matter what division you're in. It doesn't matter where, where you're coaching. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. But nobody in the world – you're telling me that that guy was able to get his quarterback NFL ready and projected to go higher than Justin Fields – and Mac Jones, by the way, which, by the way, your guy still hasn't been mentioned whatsoever. We'll talk about him. But this guy's meant this guy should go further. He runs a NFL offense, so it doesn't matter if he so goes five reads. Five. His reads are NFL reads. His throws are NFL throws. Everything that he does, his competition is not NFL competition. You're you're you are absolutely right. But the level of competition isn't what what's measured. It's still, especially for quarterbacks. Do you throw? Do you anticipate windows? Whether whether the defense is good or not, right? That doesn't matter, right? So the competition doesn't matter. Did you still anticipate the window being open? Did you make the right read? Did you have the progression? He played in a NFL style offense where Justin Fields plays in a prototypical spread read offense, half the field read. For the most part, now there's times he is reading the entire field, but for the most part, they're giving him one or two options, and he just takes off if it's not there. In the NFL, okay. that does not work. Now, the one guy that I am a little shocked that's not being talked about at all going in the first round is Trask. Yeah, Kyle Trask from the Gators. Florida runs a similar spread offense, but without the quarterback running because Trask is not a running threat. He is a pocket quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he makes throws from the pocket. And he anticipates throws. I, I'm not a fan of of, of, of Kyle Trask uh, ball delivery. Yeah. I think that the ball comes out a little slow, which I think that's probably the reason why. But think about it. Tom Brady went in the sixth 
round. Right. Russell Wilson went in the third round. So these quarterbacks, the coaching matters. Coaching oh, matters. I, I agree. The system you go to matters. I don't think so. Think about the top three teams. Yeah. Which one is he a systematic fit for? Justin Fields. Talking about Justin Fields, Jacksonville Jaguars? Nope. He's not he's not a fit with the Jets as far as what they run offensively. Because you figure the Jets are gonna run a version of the 49ers offense. Because the, the, the DC was at 49ers, yeah. Forever. Right. So he's gonna run a version of that. 49ers are third. 49ers run a West Coast bootleg play action pass under center offense. What's that time we saw Justin Field on the center? Just like Mariota when he was coming out of college. And and then look what happened to him and him and Winston, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Because Winston wasn't a Winston was probably the more of the NFL style quarterback of the two. And yeah, he both, was. And that's why he went up higher. Yeah. And they're both on Second teams. It's just Matt, you got Mac Jones sitting there from Alabama with two DUIs, and this kid's freaking. Now, you know what I mean? No, Character wise, there. there's a problem. I don't. But. I don't think Matt Jones is the third best quarterback either. I don't either. I don't think he is. When you have two receivers that are going to get drafted in the top six, which number six will be a tight end? But yes, top my, seven. Miami Dolphins will will take. We'll take Pitts. So. We're taking Pitts. I don't know. We're taking Pitts at number six. If Waddle or Devontae Smith is there, you're taking one of those two guys. Either way, I'm happy. I don't think you Wait, let. I don't think you let those three guys. Those yeah. three guys. I think you're happy with either three. We're, I think that's why you traded back. You're going to get one of those three guaranteed. We're going to get Pitts, and then we're going to get Smith. Okay, we're going to get one. Now we get those guys. You, you need to put the blunt down, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you're get both of them. Too much Paul Pierce. Too much Paul Pierce right now. Yeah, between him and DMX. Um, <laughs> But we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think Matt Jones is or Mac Jones is a first round quarterback. Yeah, I, I I think the only guy that for sure is is Trevor Lawrence. See, and and, and yeah, Trevor Lawrence six six. He can deliver any ball you want. He's a he's the only guy to me that makes sense. Everybody else, God. I think it, I think it's a risk regardless. You know the risk that I don't like. I don't like the risk that the Panthers took with Darnold. I don't like that risk. We're talking about quarterbacks, so the family of quarterbacks. I don't think Darnold. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got, I didn't get into it, but you know, I love speaking with Ruth the Truth, who sits there and does all the sports analysts. Uh, she has a TV show with uh, uh, Grammatica, Automatica, Grammatica, Martin Grammatica show uh, that you guys can watch. I, I love debating with it, but for her to think that Sam Darnold is going to be some kind of stud in this offense for the Panthers, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't do you because I Teddy Bridgewater. I know he. I know what you're gonna tell me. Darnold's a younger Bridgewater. They're the same that's quarterback, it. just younger. That's all. That's all it is. So why give up so many picks for the, a quarterback? It's gonna be the same. Why not just you're gonna get you know you can get three more years out of out of uh, Teddy. You know what I mean? You can get three more years out of you. Don't have to waste all those picks for a guy like Sam Darnold. Yeah the the Panthers I think was more to panic. Of course they didn't know what to do. Sean Watson is getting banned from everything <laughs> in her mother. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. Because I mean, Teddy Teddy's going to be there for a while. He signed a yeah. pretty massive deal with him that it's going to be hard for the Panthers to kind of get out of. Yeah. Um, Darnold's still in a rookie year for at least two more years. So right. this season and then next season before they got decided something with him. I was kind of hoping he, that the Bucks would 
take Darnold to for, sit behind for Brady yeah. for, for a couple of years and Ooh. kind of see where he's at then. Which, by the way, but, by the way, doesn't that work better when you get sit behind a veteran? Doesn't that does. work? There's, I mean, doesn't that work out I, better? I know we're going to talk about Rodgers here in a minute, but he sat behind Brett Favre for a little bit. You had Mahomes sit behind Alex Smith for a little bit. You had Tom Brady sit behind, behind Drew Bretzlow for a little bit. I mean, there's so on and so on and so, so on. You on can so go on. down the list yeah. of quarterbacks that have kind of come in. When you do it the right way and you're patient, it's worked out. But we don't live in a patient world. No, we don't. And the guy that's doing it right is Tom Brady. I love freaking watching him at Disney the other day. Tom, you know... Tampa's brought out another side of Tom. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm loving this Tom Brady more and more and more every day. Like, I was a Tom Brady fan already when he played for the Patriots just because the competition level, the, the the what do they call ice in his veins kind of guy, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I love. But it is, a, it is hilarious to see Tom Brady having a good time, you know what I'm saying, and walking around joking around. He is so much mentally relaxed. It's scary but when you – because you know how it is. When you're feeling good. You're, you're unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? And, and for a guy like that who's very competitive, very smart in the game, for him to feel comfortable. Bro, I laugh when he asked Chewbacca when's the last time he had a haircut. <laughs> I died laughing. That's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you look at Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think he did a bad job with uh, Jeopardy because you mentioned it. I thought he did a great job. I think he did a really now, did you see? Did you see the question? So, so Jeopardy ends uh, with the question of, of the day. You can kind of wager... Yeah you know, money and stuff. And it's a question that gets asked, you know, a phrase gets put up and you got to write down what the question is to, to get that answer. <laughs> Did you see the question? One of the contestants. Yeah. Had, then he shot at, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. I loved it. So, Who, tell them, tell the listeners. Cause I know they, some of them probably he, didn't see it. Yeah. So, so the question the contestant had, again, he bet $0 on it. It, it was just him cracking a joke because it was Aaron Rodgers. Um, it said, whose call was it? To kick a field goal. <laughs> and and Rogers, and of course, he chuckles and, and laughs and this and the third. But he came out and said that he wouldn't mind being a permanent host. Yeah, why not? Of, of Jeopardy. Is Aaron Rodgers had, has continued to say things about the organization over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. How much longer is Rodgers, A, playing football? Mm-hmm. And B, paying for the Packers. He will leave the Packers when Tom Brady's contract ends with the Bucks, and then he'll go to play football. No, I'm just kidding. I, it can't oh, be that's much. Right. It, that's exactly it, what I wanted you to say. It can't be much longer with with the Packers. I think he has. I think Rogers, the way he was been playing these last couple years, he still got five good years in him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know five might seem like extreme, but he hasn't really been injured. Really been touched. Still has a zip on that ball. He still looks good to me. Three definitely, five. I think he can is the most you can get out of Aaron Rodgers, uh, but he is having fun too, man. You know, I've I've learned both of these quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, always got bad reps, right? Before before he came to the Bucks, Tom Brady's always serious. He does, he's not a nice guy. Blah 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 blah. Turns out he's the greatest teammate in the world because every single Buck player loves him. Not because only because he's championship, but the way he you know carries himself. Then you got Aaron Rodgers, who's on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. Right, and just watching Aaron Rodgers interact, he's hilarious. He's a funny guy, so it's good to see that these guys are are out and about doing their thing. The last thing I want to talk to you about is, um, I got hit up the other day. Oh boy, this is a little bit off script. I got hit up the other day, and I want your opinion on this. You're going, you're going to coach college football? Oh God, I wish. Oh, I wish. Yeah, I'm out of here, bro. If I get that, but uh, what I would, (laughs) 
what what I want to ask you is this, and this came up, okay? And this could be the last thing that we talk about. I got hit up by a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, the guy that you know, Carlo Thompson, okay? Carlo Thompson hits me up, and he's irate. Well, I wouldn't say irate. He's more, he's hype and confused because he's been arguing with his friends for six and a half hours, three days for oh boy. three days straight. This is, this, this is legit. This is legit. And he asked me to bring this up, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up, which is a valid question because we're both fo- – you realize you can't talk football with everybody. Have you? Have That's you, correct. I can't oh, do it. Yes. I can't do I it. I don't do it. There's it's a lot of people I don't talk football so with. so fucking annoying. I get, I get a headache, and I, I don't have the patience. I can't talk football, especially with these youth football coaches that are idiots. They don't know shit. You know, you're just like, oh, my God. No, bro, I would not – I would not call a double reverse pass behind the back <laughs> on third and two. No, I would not. You know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> you get the, yeah, exactly. But you, you can't really talk football because you, not that we're better. We just look at it different. It's a different pair of yeah. eyes. Like right. for you, you, you've, you've been an offensive coordinator. You come up, you create great plays. You can see something in your play, like 11 guys get on the football field. The play that you designed, you see it a different way. You see that, that how it needs to be executed same thing if me and you we mean you've watched many games sitting there mm-hmm. along with brian and we see things different brian sees the old line differently i see the receivers differently you're looking at the whole thing different like no this is this guy's playing a one tech why not just run right here cut him we see it a different way everybody else sees oh my god they should have ran that earlier <laughs> it's a famous freaking line ever says right or, or, where were or these the, plays why are they running the same play over and over again I don't understand it. It's getting seven yards a pop, but God, do something different. You know, you idiot. It's getting seven yards a pop, you jackhole. But again, he brought up a great conversation. They went into wide receivers, and then he moved into DBs, okay? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It started, not wide receivers. I apologize. It started off with safeties. Start off with who was a better safety, Ronnie Lott or Ed Reed? Oh boy! So he mentioned that he had friends that have are stat watchers. They they are by the okay. numbers. These are guys that nope nope nope. He had more tackles and percentages and this and that, and they go off by the stats. He was telling me, yo, you can go off numbers. That's great, but numbers don't mean shit in the game of football. When you when you it is not it is not it don't mean nothing. Like you you, you can make a stat for how many times he so, used the bathroom. Numbers tell a story right but it does not tell the fear mm-hmm. a team has against a player because they want to eliminate him getting any stats from because ever- he is so good so they try to avoid him at all costs i love what you just said because this transition when you give me your answer you're gonna love it because that's the exact same answer i told him when we t- here first of all who's a better safety who do you like ronnie Lyon. okay why do you down. like Ed Reed? Hands down. He is feared. Wherever you, as an offense, mm-hmm. first as a player, you had to know where is Ed Reed. You have to count for because he's a ball hawk. Yes. He's no, always. Not even that. He, he, he may put you in the hospital. Oh, and Ronnie Lott did too for those years. But here's a beautiful Wait. thing. Here's a beautiful thing. Ronnie Lott had to play in the box more. Because the passing game wasn't like that was in his not, era. It was, yes. He was there to stop the run. So he's going to have more tackles, more more fumbles, more this, more right. that, because he was a in-the-box player. He had to Where be. Ed Reed, Ed Reed began the transformation 
of what a safety looked like. Exactly. An athletic safety. Because John Lynch was around at the same time Ed Reed was. And John Lynch was a linebacker that played safety. Right. Right. John Lynch was not known for his cover skills. No, he was John Lynch was known for, he's going to knock you He's gonna knock you out. And that's what they wanted back in there because you could come across the middle and we could they could destroy right. you, which you still could do it with Ed Reed's uh, time frame. But Ed Reed was more of a ball hawk. I'm going to, he could still hit you until next week. He There's some play. There's, there's some, some play. play. Yeah. There, there's a play vividly that, that I remember. And it's, a, and it's a special teams play. Right. Where he's playing, he's gunner. Yeah. He's a gunner and... He runs past the gunner. The gunner, you know, the, the return rack gets the ball. He's running down the sideline, and the play's down there. Yeah. And he whacks the crap out of an offensive lineman. Yeah. Because he didn't have his head on a swivel. Right. Yeah. And and Ed Reed had that intimidation factor that yeah. you, Ed Reed had to be known where he was, and you had to make sure you always avoided him because, yes, he was a ball hawk. He'd bait you. He knew what you were running before you were running it. They studied the game very well, him and, and Ray Lewis. Knew it. So he knew, hey, third and second, boom, these three plays they know, boom, they're in this formation, this is what they're running, boom, I'm there. And, I'm, and I'm, as, a receiver, as a receiver, I'm, st- I'm still fearing Ronnie Lott, but not as much because, one, I'm going deep. I know you're going to be in the box. You're not going to cover a slot guy. That's, you know, Ronnie no. wasn't going to do that. But the stat guys that Carlo was talking with, these guys sit there and say, by the numbers, well, Ronnie Lott had more tackles as a safety. Here's the problem with that. The safety is not supposed to have a lot of tackles. That means your defensive line and your linebacker is not playing that good. Great. If you need to make that many and tackles. And also the safety. safety back then, remember, 90% of the game of the NFL was running the football. That was tackle it. runs. Tight ends were big back then. They dropped mm-hmm. them off in the no, 80s. It was 20. It was uh, in the future offense, 20, 21 personnel. 21 personnel. That's what, that's what it was. You're right. <laughs> that's what it was. Future <laughs> offense. You son of, that's what it was. So here's the other transition to that. They transitioned to greatest corner of all time. Oh, boy. I'm not even going to mention any names. You pick whoever you want. Who do you like as the greatest corner of all time? For me, to, for, for me, it has to be the guy I grew up watching when I was a kid, man. It was Dion. So listen to me. Is it an is, this is a great, is it an era thing? Because everybody that I've talked to, he yeah. talked to, said Dion Sanders. Okay. Here's here's those guys did not pick Dion. What? Carlo, first of all, Carlo needs to hang out with some new people. Yeah, Carlo needs new friends. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> And if these are family members, just visit them yeah. freaking on the holidays. Just Don't go back over to talking to them no more. These guys did not pick. There were some guys, there were some guys that said Dale Revis over Dion. There's some guys that didn't listen, listen to this. They sat there and said, here's here's because Jerry Rice used to toast him. And, I, and I, I, they came up, they, they talked about, you know how when it gets to a heated battle, everyone brings up the one stat that they know about. Of course. You know what of I mean? Of course. <laughs> right. They brought up the one stat, which was Dion, okay? Dion, oh, I'm not sorry, I'm sorry. Dion had to cover Jerry when he was playing for the Falcons and Jerry was with the 49ers. Jerry had a good day, okay? But the problem is, by the numbers of Jerry, the yards that he got, catches that he got, whatever the case was, they can't tell you if it was solely when right. he, when Dion was covering it. Well, here, here's here's 
Raul, us, us coaching high school football or any level of football, when you have a corner that you know is really, really good, yeah, and you want to get your best player the ball, yeah, right. Are we going to go and say, you know what, we're we are going to swing our so much around, yeah, to show you who how good we are, right? <laughs> we're going to put our best guy on your best guy, one on one, twenty four seven. No, Give offensively, the, you move your guy around to find creative ways to get your guy against their worst guy. Yeah. That's the goal on offense is find the weakest link and put your best guy on their worst guy as often as possible. Because you think yep. the more you do that, the more successful you're going to be. Right. So if 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 I am the 49ers, I'm not throwing Dion's way in the first place. Exactly. I'm exactly. going to motion Jerry. Here's, oh, Dion's playing to the left. We're going to motion Jerry to the right. Here's a beautiful thing. Here's a beautiful thing. Dion, and the, oh, the stat guy was like, well, Dion doesn't have the stats. They're this, that, and third. What I told Carlos, like, that's, a, that's a horrible argument to have about stats because nobody threw the fucking ball to that side <laughs> of the field because Ever. one man locked it down from the hash to the sideline. One man. And and you've heard this before. Water covers X percent of the world. Right. Deion Sanders covered the rest. Deion did the whole, the rest of the thing. 80% of the world is covered by water. Deion covers the rest. The rest is covered by us. So, because he, he would, he would, he would completely remove half of the field and, and, and corners, safeties, DBs would just play. They wouldn't even help him at all. They would all just roll coverage to the other side of the field. Bro. And whatever happened to Dion just happened. It didn't even look his way. This is where the stat doesn't show either. Dion changed wide receivers. Yes. Tactics. Yes. Abilities. Frames. He he changed it because one, we all know the story that Dion, you know, during draft day comes into the draft, ran the 40, and kept <laughs> running out the building. <laughs> Into the the planning, which Carlo mentioned on there, he was hilarious. Carlo's like the planning they had to go into, like, yo, leave the car here at gate C. I'm gonna go run. <laughs> I'm gonna run right back in the car. I'm yeah, I'm gonna meet you at the set. gate. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> so the planning. So we all know Dion ran a four two, which Dion says it was a four one. I believe Dion, but he ran a four two. Dion as a DB, okay, at a four two forty. Do you know what the average runtime forty time was for that era back then of receivers? It was. I'm going to go on a limb and say four five to four six. It was four fucking seven. Oh shit! The average. Now the guy that was a, there was a few guys that were above average who did run a four five course, four six. Of course. But you have a DB yeah. that can not only run with them stride for stride, he could probably leave them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Dion is the best corner. To ever play the game, ever. There's no. I don't think there's any debate on it. Well, he. So, and it's not the shit on Deion, the other guys that came along the way. No, it's just no, this guy I mean, earned it. But these other guys got their opportunities because of what Dion did and what he was. Right. He became the Mahomes of quarterbacks that you look at today. Today, everybody's looking to draft to who's going to be the next Mahomes. Right. Who's going to be the next Mahomes? Yeah. Back then was who's going to be the next Dion? Carlos said the same thing. He said Dion Sanders made it cool to play corner. Yes, at, at a spot it. where 
you got no action. Because think about What's his games. Him? His games were mostly I got dressed and I got undressed and I did not get dirty. Like he he went to coach and said, please put me on offense because I am bored on of de- playing defense. And he was still feared as a receiver. George. Who just ran go routes. This guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy resorted into talking trash. Yes. Baiting the quarterback to try to because then nobody would go to his side. He was so good, in fact. He was so good, in fact, when the 49ers were hot and Dallas was like, what do we do? to? How are we getting beat? What do we have? Well, it was one person. It was Deion Sanders. Deion goes over to Dallas. 49ers franchise never goes back to a freaking Super Bowl. Never you see did. what I'm saying? Like, this, hap- this guy was that big of an impact at that position. Darrell Revis doesn't exist without Dion. A type of deal. Who Daryl Green was a fast guy. He's very athletic back in the day yeah, when he played five, for the six. Washington. Yeah, five. Right, he was a short guy, but he could run. With you. Okay, I get it. Going back, we we jump back to the conversation of safeties, Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed. Let me read to you the receiver because Ronnie Lott played in the eighties, and and then okay. early nineties yeah, yeah. he kind of faded. Very early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me read the receivers of the eighties slash nineties that that Ronnie Lott had to worry about. James Lofton, right? Pretty good. Jerry Rice was there. Definitely pretty good. Chris Carter, pretty good. Right? Hold on. Steve Largent. Oh, yeah. I remember Steve. Sure. I don't. Art Monk. Tim Brown. Uh Andre Reed. Dwight Clark. Stanley Morgan. Chris Collinsworth. Willie Gold and Roy Green. Those are just some of the guys, okay? Yeah, but th- those are pro bowlers. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. You said pro bowlers. Here's a list of receivers that Ed Reed had to cover and worry about. You ready? Larry Fitzgerald. Randy Moss. Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson. Hall of Famer. Terrell Owens. Hall of Famer. Steve Smith. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Jerry Rice, Heinz Ward, and this guy, not so much, but definitely, I don't know why he was so effective with the Ravens, Derek Mason. Oh, yeah, from the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, when he played for the Titans, too. Yeah. So, so listen, man. You just said Pro Bowlers versus Hall of Famers. <laughs> Do you see where the debate? But they don't talk about stats like that. This guy had to worry about these guys. Those kind of and think about the receivers I just named off. Here, here's here you go. Larry Fitzgerald. How and, tall and, is he? And, and those are all guys in their prime. I mean, Larry's probably six four. Randy six, Moss three, six four. Randy Moss probably six four. Calvin Johnson. Calvin's six five, six six. Terrell Owens probably six four. The six, two three. shortest fucking people on here: Steve Smith and Marvin Harrison. Yeah, Heinz yeah. Ward, Reggie Wayne, maybe. Yeah, Heinz Ward's down there too. Reggie yeah, was six two. Uh, yeah, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie was probably the next tier of, of short guys. How tall is Collins, Col- Col- uh, Chris Collinsworth? He was a he's an Edelman. He was yeah kind of guy. Yeah. So he was he was on the smaller side. But Ed Reed's not the tallest guy either. I think Ed Reed's five eleven. Ed Ed Reed is five eleven. He is. Yeah, I think Ed Reed's five. This guy, 11, so. this guy had to worry about receivers like that. The caliber. So that's why these that were six inches taller than. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, the stat guys want to say all this stuff, man. But at the end of the day, if Deion Sanders had a bad day against Jerry Rice, I you got, you're got you never going to stop where they get zero yards. Like, that's very rare when that happens. But who won the game? Who won the game? Because if you had a great day, 
But we got the W. Did I do my job? Because you didn't get that fucking end zone. That's it. You could catch here all day you want, but did you get in there? And if that didn't happen, so you know how many times he faced Jerry Jerry Rice? How many times? Five. Wow. How many times they got the W? Jerry Rice. Oh, I'm gonna say they went four and one. It went three and two. Oh, okay. Who wins? Who's a deal? Yeah, three and two. That's it. Yeah. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like you guys need to. That's the stuff that they need to talk about. So I brought that up to you because, again, I could talk football with you because one, you're you're reasonable. You have knowledge. <laughs> I can't have this conversation with somebody else because it's just preference. Yeah, yeah. That's in feelings. It's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People, people get emotionally tied to. Yeah. To this kind of conversation. Somebody told him that Jalen Ramsey is a better cornerback than Deion Sanders. No. no. Jalen is, a, I think he's a great Jay, corner. And Jalen's an all pro, but he is not, he is not a Deion Sanders. Do you, do you remember watching a game when he was playing for the Falcons, what that was like? There's a reason why they called him primetime. This dude would return your punts, return your kickoffs, play defense, probably get some jet sweeps on offense. Or go deep. Just and ran and ran and ran outside receiver and ran go routes. Yep, post. Bro, you, but they're gonna tell me that this guy didn't. I know if we anything, ran over. If anything, if anything, he also transformed because all the guys you mentioned that Dion mm-hmm. went against, right? And, and they're running a lot went against and, and those kind of things. That's in an era where we're see, like you said, four seven was the fastest. Wayne Crebet was considered a great receiver. He was. I remember Wayne playing for the Jets. <laughs> Wayne Corbett, who didn't wear gloves, he was considered. That's the kind of guy that, you know, like, come on, guys. Get, get out of here. <laughs> get out yeah, of here. Yeah, but Dion changed the game offensively also because Dion ran a 4 2. You had to go find a receiver that was fast. Think about it. Guys like Dion made Tyreek Hill possible, who's a 5 9 yes. guy, but runs a 4 2. Chris Johnson. Coming yeah. out of out of college wasn't a big back, and, and back in an era where big backs dominated the NFL. You think about Sean Alexander. Yeah, you, you, you think about Thomas Steven Jones. Jackson. Remember how big he was? Steven, yeah, Steven yeah. Jackson. Even even the Bucks with 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 Mike Allstott. Yeah, big backs were the thing. Yeah, right. Because you were playing power football. Chris Johnson comes around and runs for two thousand yards. Yeah, because he's gone. Speed freaking kills. Yeah. So, but again, that's something Dion. Dion to me started that transformation on both sides. Now you start looking at punt return is not, oh, let's just get somebody back there. It doesn't matter who it is. It's not even art no more. And it's not, it was, I mean, th- th- think about who's that guy that played for Kansas City? Oh uh, my God, the human joystick. The, the joystick, yes. Dante, listen to me. Dante, Dante Hall doesn't have a roster spot <sighs> if it's not for a guy like Dion. Yeah. To make it cool yeah, to run people are like, teams. we gotta find, we gotta find someone like him, yeah, like Dion. Oh, th- this guy moves. Oh man, yeah. this guy's shifty. Yeah, he's not a very good receiver because he can't run routes to save his life. Right, right. But he can make somebody miss. You know what? We're gonna put him as a punt return. Th- th- that's how his his career is known because of just that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, but Dion to me started that trend because everybody's like, you know what? We gotta find a punt return like Dion. We gotta find a DB like Dion. We gotta go find a receiver. That runs like as De- fast as Dion, or could, so, or could run faster because we need him to get right. fast. Yeah. Because you need, you need someone to beat Dion. You need someone <laughs> so to beat. <laughs> so Dion, Dion had that effect on the NFL where he transformed several positions. And and back to to what Carlos said, it made it cool to play DB. 
It did. Because DB used to be the spot where you know uh, you, you didn't play at all. Well, you, you, you didn't want to play dead. with it because one, you didn't want to get trucked by anybody. No You're action. solo out you there. You got no action. Well, you get action because the, the the big running backs in high school. Do you remember, like, for instance, in high school when I, when I played, all you wanted was a Deion Sanders face mask. The two. Yes. All yeah, you want. On the side. Oh, my God. What, what mask you got, Dion? I got the Dion mask. <laughs> you did not want the, the, the bulldog one or the two bar. You, you want nothing else. You want that Dion Sanders mask that he loved to have. Yeah, and you wanted the towel? You did, and he's an FSU guy, and I love watching him. I know, and I hate FSU. I know, I do too, and I oh, love I watching him. Love watching him play, man, because he was so and, fucking good, man. And the, the, the other thing that I think separates a guy like Dion and a guy like Ed Reed from Ronnie Lott or Doyle Revis was a comparison, the swag. Oh, God. Those two guys walked around with a different level of, of swag that was infectious. Yeah. And and, and and it transformed a team because of how they showed up to work, the confidence they had, the swag they had. They inspired teammates. Right. I don't recall a guy like, you know, Ryan Lott may have impacted the game or inspired a team by having a big hit. Right. That's what, he's, that's what he's known for. But as far as that swagger of talking junk and, and Dion, the way he dressed and, 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 and the high, you know, the, 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 the way he scored touchdowns. Yeah. Put it this way. Dion, there, to, for these stat guys, there was a year that Dion scored more than catches he allowed. <laughs> you know, ain't that, think about ain't that, that crazy. Yeah. Think, think about, about that. that for a minute. Bro, that's crazy. But these guys will tell you that he's not good, and you're like, bro, what? It goes back to what I was saying. You can't watch football with everybody. Yeah, no, because I, I can sit here and talk about this for for another ten hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I didn't mean to go over it. Listen, George, that's all the time, man. But thank you for everybody that's listening. Thank you. Please subscribe. It's for free. We really appreciate everybody that we're listening to, especially the guys on California, Michigan, Virginia. Um, you guys have been really, really great. The responses we're getting. Keep them coming. We'll, we'll talk about whatever subject you want to talk about. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but, George, be safe. Be good, man. And I can't wait to talk to you on Monday, man. Absolutely. Thank you again for watching today's show. If you enjoyed the debate, join our Facebook group, uh, On the Clock Sports Talk. Visit our website, otcsportstalk.com. Until next time, you're on the clock. Let us pray. I thank you, Lord, for my birth and everything that's followed. I thank you, Lord, for today, and I will pray for tomorrow. I thank you, Lord, for the love of my life and a friend. I made a promise, and I'm loving my wife till the end. I thank you, Lord, for your guidance, because it's all that counts. And right here, right now, Lord, this is your house. I thank you, Lord, for a dream that came true to light. And I ask you to bless everybody in this room tonight. I don't always do the right thing. And I ask you to forgive me. Because I need you here with me. Without you in my life, it's empty. I think back how some people did me like violence was the remedy. And because I think of that now, I pray for my enemy. Not because of what I'll do, but because they don't know. There's something better after here, but everybody won't go. So I ask you to forgive them 
and will hope they see. And I thank you for the love that they've given to me. I will not abuse it, nor will I lead them astray. You see, I love them like children that I see every day. And I pray, no, we pray together. Get us through the bad weather, and we love you forever. Let your thought and my heart go hand in hand. I first thought, but to start, but I stand a man. And for as long as I can, as long as you permit me, please give me the strength I need to live. Bear with me. Amen.